Hey, 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 what do you say? It is the Swipe It Show right here on the Success Network. And of course, you can see us when we do our little things. We're going to put some little snippets of today out there in the next couple of weeks. You'll be able to pick up and watch this. Right now, though, we're live. And if you like what you see, please tap that little button that likes it and maybe even share it on your network because, you know, we've got a really big star on the show today. I mean, super duper star. This guy is amazing. But before we get into Steven, man, I just got back from nice little uh, get out of town, enjoying myself with the fam. I got a little sunburn, you know. I got nice and tan. You can't can't really tell here on the camera, but I, I got a little darker, you know. I, I enjoyed myself and went out. You know, we had uh, I haven't had like a real vacation with the family in over six years, so uh rented a little private little place on this little private kind of island you had to have a boat to get there uh call us cost a small fortune and uh, i guess over six years i guess all that money that i would have spent every year leading up to obviously but it was perfect uh we rented a boat and we went out on this boat all by ourselves a big million dollar boat it was amazing scuba diving well not scuba snorkeling i love scuba diving and you know sometimes you gotta do some uh well you know snorkeling so anyways it was a lot of fun and i got to see my kids jump into the gulf of mexico for the first time ever i called it the ocean it's salt water ocean when it's salt water it's ocean to me okay I think I can go with that, right? How about, uh, you know, my wife just relaxing on the boat as well. She jumped in for about, oh, 10 seconds and was like, okay, I'm in. She, you know, I mean, you're just looking at like ocean, right? It's just flat ocean and this million dollar boat just driving down, go over to this little beach where we got out of the boat and walked in and got on a little island, took a quick picture there. It didn't come out very well. I don't think you'll see that picture and then, of course, we, you know, ate some awesome food. I even uh, hired a professional photographer because we hadn't had any real photography done of our family by a professional. All of us together since I think the kids were like five years old. Uh, you know, my buddy George in New York, I remember growing up, going to his house. And you'd go into the house and on one of the walls, George would have like the family photo you know, that he has like a gazillion family members, you know, so it's like 20, 30 people in this picture, but it changed every year or so. And quite honestly, I felt a little guilty that I didn't do it for so many years. So I hired a private uh, photographer to come out and take some pics of us out there. Listen, you only live once. You know what I mean? You got to do things in your life that you can really enjoy. But when you go out and do it, do it right. You know, just have some fun. Sometimes you got to, you know, go out there and do things. Maybe it costs a little more money, but man, those are memories. And there's a picture I did with my son in this one little Ron John surf shop store of all these crazy things. My wife was going, you know, she was giving me the, the evil eye. Like, what are you doing? Don't make a, you know, but we were having fun anyways, you know, putting on crazy hats and stuff. <clears throat> you just live once, right? People, you just live once, have fun at it. And that's why I have people that I know that I could recommend for things, you know, where 
We're always looking for the swipe it inner circle people. We're always looking for the right person to info about them to people and saying, hey, listen, this is the guy. You know, you got a painter, right? You've got maybe a photographer. Maybe you have whatever it is that you have that you refer. Listen, I just found the best cake, the best cheesecake, the best key lime pie. Man, I was eating key lime pie like crazy, you know, and lobster and stuff. Anyways, you might have that. Well, guess what? At my company, at Swipe It, SWYPIT.com. Of course, you may know the place, like, look, you know, right here. But what you do is you become part of our inner circle and you get access to people like the individual that you're getting ready to meet here. This guy here, he started an organization and he's been doing a lot of it through networking, just like Swipe It for over 20 years. You know, you get a group of people that you can respect, you like, and you trust them, and then you refer them to others. And I'm going to tell you, this guy created a company an insurance organization. We're going to talk a little bit about that and get him involved with, uh, you know, we're, we're going to make him working for Swipe It. I, that's what we're going to do. He, he's hired. Okay, dude, he is a marketing guy. He is ready to go. His name is Mr. Stephen Guilfoy. Bring him on in, Ryan. Of course, he's the president and CEO of Affordicare Insurance. And, of course, he is part of our inner circle. So if you own a business and you have insurance, need insurance, we're talking healthcare, and we're talking like ways that he's going to discuss that nobody else is doing it that way. Because you know what? I'm working with him now. And you know what? When I heard of the, his unique practice and the way he does it, I was like, I'm all over this because I'm unique. I do things unique, and I like to have my inner circle with those unique things. So, Stephen, welcome to the show, my friend. Glad to have you here. Dude, thanks for having me. And, and wait, by the way, great job taking some time for you. You are probably one of the hardest people, working people I know, and you deserve to take that break. So I'm really happy for you. Glad you had a good time with that. Sweet. Well, I, I appreciate it. Now I got to make some money to pay for all that crap. You know what I mean? Because yeah. uh, you go in thinking it's going to be this much. It actually turned out to be this much. So I'm like, man, I got to go make some money now, right? Hey, special man. occasion. I wore my uh, my stamp socks today for you. So. Ooh, man, look at those, baby. On a special day for a special guy. So they get, I love they get, that. They get broken out. I appreciate that. And you got your really nice, you, you got your little suit on. You showed me on the inside. It looks pretty damn good. Yeah. And, of course, what do you got on your uh, wrist there? What, what do you got? We got matching watches, so there you go, too. Oh, my God. You know, see, I love people that have similar tastes. Listen, when you work hard, and you have taken risks, and you have sacrificed, and you have eaten macaroni and cheese for days, and, you know, at the end of the time, and you put in the work, go and do the things that you want to do, right? Go get things that you need. Let's talk about Stephen and ask him what you think. I mean, if you got some questions or something, and because this is live right now, if you got some questions, you know, go ahead and ask them. We'll we'll ask them. I don't care what it is. Ask him what color his underwear is. I don't know. Listen, what we're doing today is talking about Steven and what makes Steven Steven's company and how it works. So if you got questions, ask away. But me, I'm curious, Steven, you went to college. What was it that you thought that when you were going to college that you actually were going to be doing, not what you're doing today? Because I know I'm a chef and I didn't go to college to be the crazy credit card guy. 
So what did you go to college to do? So I knew I wanted to do something with business, but always in my core cores, you know, I did uh, sports in high school and college. The, um, I was a personal trainer as well. And so with that comes a lot of, you know, that belief that you got one body to live in and you better take care of it. And so kind of the healthcare became a, I guess, kind of a good strategic kind of next step, because again, it's the same kind of mindset instead of, you know, an individual, we're looking at a lot of companies. How do we make companies be better, smarter, healthier, and all the different things, productivity, you know, that comes from that. And so that's just a small part of what we're doing, but it's a really, really cool journey. What's, you know, where it started and of course where it is now. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but I worked four jobs, put myself through college. And one of those jobs, I actually worked at McDonald's. Tell me, did you ever work at a fast food restaurant or anything like that? So I don't even know if you know this this question you just asked, but that was my first job also was McDonald's. So what? Serious? So everything that we're doing, we don't we didn't buy watches together or anything else, but like it's a, it's almost like the parallel universe with you. So it's pretty cool. Um, but you, you know I, what? Go, go what's ahead. that? Go ahead. I was just going to say how, I mean, at a very young age, it was like, you know, even in middle school and high school, like how many hours can I, you know, work? And I think it was $5 an hour or something back then. And it yeah, just, yeah. you know, it wasn't necessarily about the money you're making. It was the mindset of that you had to say, this is where I want to be, you know, and, you know, even at McDonald's, right. You know, being able to like level up and get promotions or get higher dollar amounts. And so I think that mindset's more important than anything of regardless of whatever you're doing. If you have that desire and you have that the finish line of where you want to be, I think that's probably the most important part. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, like when you know, I, I've actually been in McDonald's and I've looked at the people that work in there, you know, and I said, "Hey, listen, I just want you," and I'll just say something to them like, "Hey, listen, hard work and consistency and following the programs they put in place here." Will, are going to give you things that you don't even realize of how important they're going to be for you in your future. And I like leave. And they're, they're probably like, who was that? Guy? Just you know? like, uh, did I do something wrong? Or is this guy, is this one of those guys? <laughs> Chopper or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I don't know if you remember this, you know, listen, th this was 1985 for me. I don't know what year it was for you, but there was like this little closet in the back that, they sat you down. It was like the manager's office or whatever it was. And they had a TV. I'm gonna, I swear to God, it, it probably wasn't bigger than this phone, right? So it was a little TV, maybe two, two phones, right? So it was like this big. And I remember having to watch like the McDonald's videos. And I was like, what? You know, what am I watching here? You know, this is how you do the floors. And they had like a packet for like you put into the water to to do the floors and then the, and you're like you're looking at all the stuff here in this little closet of all the cleaning solutions yeah, with all the black but, mold and everything down there yeah yeah, yeah. man i'll but you know i loved that uh i would steal a little chicken nugget every so often you know it was really an interesting place to work and you learned like there are things in place for a reason and the bathrooms were always over there or whatever it was they had their their segment of how the business was set up for a reason. The counter was a certain way and you had to meet with the people in so many seconds today, man, none of that shit is in, in play. None of it. It's just so different. But, uh, I, I really enjoyed that time. But, uh, when you worked there, what did you do? I'm just well, curious. Well, that closet is actually where I went to eat all my little chicken nuggets and I, you know, <laughs> chewing them and stuff too. So 
I, I know yeah. that closet very well. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I was I was the back. I was the grill guy. So I was the the flipping the hamburger guy and the or you know the thing where they push it down and it cooks all of them at once. And then get promoted yeah. to do the deep fryer. So it was a dual threat there too. Even the fry guy. Yeah. I didn't like working the fries, man. I did not like working fries. I didn't do it very often. I was the cook dude when you were doing the burgers, but it was before they had the press. So like you had to break apart the the patties and then you would lay them out really fast and then you'd watch and they had a timer and then you, you'd press the button and as soon as you flipped them over, you had the little onions, you had a, you know, a little, little onion yeah. and then you had this thing that it was like a special, it made four little drops of ketchup and mustard and you clunk, 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 clunk. I don't know if they do it like that anymore. They you probably know, got a complete. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm sure my age is probably, you know, some robots do it now, but yeah, it was the assembly line <laughs> and you go through this stuff. Yeah. No, it's, it's funny how they, they probably haven't changed it. And again, if it's, you know, not broken, you know, don't fix it. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a little secret I once told my mother and, and she still tries to do it to this day. I think she still does. But the way you get like, um, I would always want like a fresh burger or I wanted fresh French fries. You know, sometimes a French fry sat there for, you know, a couple minutes or whatever. But the way you would get fresh French fries, I'd tell my mother, is that you would ask for no salt on them. And then you'd have to make new French fries. And she's like, I always get the hottest French fries now that you told me that. So, <laughs> you know. Kevin, you're going to be charging for this. This is insider information that very few people know. So if you're tuning in, I mean, that, that's worth the price of admission right there. That, there you go. All right. We're done here because now we can go get some McDonald's. All right. Let's go. Um, let's go. I, I will tell you this. I still eat at McDonald's. I know that their standards of how they run their restaurants are really super high. And there was a period of time that I wanted to actually have my own McDonald's franchise. And when I was working in the yachting industry and I jumped ship, I went to go and look to see how much it was. And, it, and this was back in 96, 97. And I think it was still like maybe $2 million or some crazy amount of money. And I'm sitting here going, let me see. I got one, two, three dollars, four dollars. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to make that. But I did look at a Wendy's franchise because it was a lot less money. And I just was like, man, I'm a McDonald's guy, though, you know? Mm, I don't know. Where hey, do you go? Do you go to McDonald's still? Okay. Wait a minute. What's that? I missed that. I said things worked out okay though for you, so I'm I'm glad that you know it's gonna go however it goes, and you made the most of it. So. Yeah, you know it's a little different. Uh, I get the opportunity to not work when other people are working. Typically, I like the you know while I I do a lot of ten twelve hour days. It's if I wanted to you know step away for you know, three minutes, I could, you know, McDonald's, you, you're stuck, man. The line is just endless. You know, you ever see those drive throughs man? And they got the stupid little head things they wear. I don't know who else is wearing those. I remember getting them from somebody else going, dude, did you even shower today? You know? Yeah. They only had like two of them. They'd be taped together. If somebody dropped them, you know, it was fun. I got to go back and find out who owns that McDonald's. I worked at it in Kingston, New York. So if you're listening from Kingston, New York, there was a McDonald's. It was the only McDonald's, I think, in Kingston. And it was amazing to, and I, I mean, I've driven past it. I think there's a, 
There was a Dunkin' Donuts next door, too. I used to get some Dunkin' Donuts. Anyways, uh, Steven, tell me, what the heck are you doing today? So you went from McDonald's to insurance, or did you have some other, like, little jobs in between? Talk to me. I saw that little segue of the what the heck from the from the old school days. That's like, right. The what the heck show. They caught that. So, yeah, I, I, um, that's what I was doing in, in high school. Went to college, you know, had a, you know, just like you, like four or five jobs all throughout where I'd, you know, work a day job at the gym. And then I'd also work an overnight shift, another job. So I was probably getting maybe 110, 120 hours a weekend between school just because I was getting paid to sleep and doing all this kind of stuff and overnight stuff. And it wasn't necessarily that it was, you know, I love the job, but it was just, again, that kind of like we talked about earlier, the desire of just kind of knowing of where you wanted to be and knowing that, you know, I don't care what it necessarily is per se. I just know I want it to be a successful outcome, you know? And so if you're willing to put the time in and everything else kind of takes care of itself. So after college, I went to, um, Applied for a couple of different jobs, got turned down. These were all like $8 and 50 cents an hour kind of jobs. And so I felt really <laughs> bummed when I didn't get those. And so I was approached by a company to um, do strictly door to door, no straight commission, pay for all your hotels, your lodging, your food, all the expenses. It was kind of like what most people kind of look at as maybe like the worst case scenario job, but it was the opportunity of the potential of what that could have been, which really intrigued me. And so five years in, uh, made my first million at that and realized that there was kind of a bigger, better way to do things. And so again, working through other companies, you find that, see the good things, you see the bad things and you try to make, you know, emulate the things that you want to take from that. And you know, how I treat people, how I treat customers and things like that. So, um, through all those different iterations, um, you know, that's where Affordicare came from. And it has just been a, a dream come true because it allows us to work with people just like you, Kevin that see the same desire of, you know, how you want to treat a customer. And it's just been an incredible opportunity for everything. So I, again, yeah. thank you for having me on. And it, there's so many things that we, we see in you that we emulate and try to do a lot of things of, especially how you treat customers. And it's just, um, you know, it's an incredible thing that you guys have, have going on too. So congratulations on your, on your end. Well, it, it, listen, I, I appreciate that. Obviously, you know, I mean, I'm just, a guy trying to make a living and want to treat people the way I want to be treated and do the, th the things I've been in positions where others have been in that they've just had no support or service. So I've been like, I'm never going to do that to people. Uh, prime example. I got back yesterday. It's five 30. I got a call from a client. I'm driving back to the house. I got the luggage and then uh, a message comes across and says, Hey, you got to go check this out. I mean, I'm hands-on. I jumped in my car and I went over to a client that just opened up one of their other locations and the stuff wasn't working. Now, with that said, I kind of went through some things and realized it had nothing to do with me. And I don't want to put anybody on the spot. But, you know, at the end of the day, it, it turned out to being something else that uh, I was able to help with. I could have probably done one of those things to redo something, but I don't want to touch other people's things. So at the end of the day, I got home at uh, nine o'clock. I kind of missed out spending a little bit more evening with my family, but hey, that's the life I live of helping people being on call whenever they need us. Um, extremely hands-on in my company. So people know that they're getting 
things accomplished. But, you know, hey, listen, that's what we do, right? The reason people are successful in life is, is they're willing to do a lot of things that others aren't willing to do. They don't know what the sacrifices are of actually being high level in their organizations. And that's why you are where you're at. And this is why, you know, we we've struggled a long, long time ago. And in those years of working many things and doing different stuff and enjoying what we were doing then, we knew that there was a path. We just didn't know how that path would get us to where we needed to go until we took some risks. And when you took those risks, you started up Afford to Care. And, you know, in the beginning, you were probably like, oh, my God, is this really going to work? Or did you feel that you knew it didn't matter? It was going to work. And you were like, it's going to be bigger than anything. What Were you like a little scared in the beginning? Tell me there was a little fear there. Well, with what you were saying earlier is, you know, when you're doing over and beyond what's right for your client, they see that 20 minutes, right, that you took. Yep. That lasts for 20 years of a lifetime of that relationship. And so um, at the time when you started, we basically had, you know, the contracts, the relationships, the everybody kind of in place to do it. So it wasn't necessarily a thing of, is this going to work or not? But it definitely was a really big step. And so there was a lot of things that learn a lot with it. And when it's your money, you know, we also, we kind of joke around and there's different, you know, ways to kind of look at college where, you know, where, you know, would you pay a hundred thousand dollars for the education, but not the degree, or would you pay a hundred thousand dollars for the knowledge but you don't get the degree or vice versa. And so that's one of those things where it's a very uh, interesting kind of thing. It's why you're actually going to college. Are you going for the paper? Are you going for the knowledge? And so when it comes to business, when it, you're spending your money and you're losing your own money, that's probably one of the greatest teaching methods that you'll ever have. I think as a business owner is when you, the pain that comes with it, you know, just I got to write that down, Steven, right? man, you're good, dude. So, so with your parents, right, you're five years old, you touch the stove. And, and, or you're about to in front mom's like, don't do it. It's going to hurt. And you're like, you know what? I think I know better than mom. I'm going to do it. Right? And then you get burned and it's like, all right, no, now not to do it again. But it, it takes you getting hurt to truly learn how that feeling is. And so I feel like when you're been in business and you've had the good and the bad, that's what causes you, I think, to truly appreciate the money and how it didn't come overnight. And it was a struggle. And I think if you're a new business and you're starting out with it, I think that's a super important thing to realize that if you persevere, things will get better as long as you believe in yourself and have all the, you're doing the right things. But it takes a long, long time to do that. And yeah, Exactly, exactly. And you know what, to, to your point, you know, it, people think that you just start a business and you turn the light on and you're going to make millions of dollars. They don't understand the struggle to to be successful in business and that the percentages of successful businesses are very small and that they don't see the, you know, the time when the electricity was turned off or you were living in your car or whatever it may be. Right. They, they never see all that. They only see the glamorous part because now it's like, why I used to ask people, and I'm going to ask you this, when is it okay to be successful or show that you're successful? Well, I think it's, there's no timeline of doing it. I think some people just see, hey, it will be a five or 10 year timeline. And also, you know, we look at it as, you know, what, why can't it be tomorrow? Like somebody's going to have that relationship. Someone's going to get that sale. Someone's going to accomplish this. There's no timeline being put on you to say, you got to wait X number of years to do it. 
And yeah. the, the tough thing that I guess I'll say on that is when with our business, it's very much just like yours is as well, where I think we again copied each other in that, where it is strictly almost 99 to 100% strictly relationship built stuff. You know, we have a lot of big sponsorships and things we've done, but in terms of like mass campaigns or text messages or all these kind of informal things, our sales are usually to, to bigger sized businesses. And so again, just like, you know, in your case too, you're not going to just get some text message of some multi hundred million dollar CEO on a Saturday night being like, oh, right. I just got text. Let me, let me get insurance from this guy, right? It's a bigger play. And sometimes this takes years and years, if not decades to do. Yeah. So in the, the 12 years that we've been doing this, I'd say the toughest thing for, you know, our staff and our agents is realizing that it takes a long time. You got to be patient with it. And so the analogy I kind of uh, equate to this is with bamboo. And if you've heard the story of that, when you first plant a bamboo tree, it's growing roots under the surface and it's basically getting its foundation. But it takes over five years for that to even break ground. And so when you're yeah. starting your business, you have all your friends, your family seeing you watering this piece of dirt and making no progress. And so it's easy for other people to get an hourly job or just, you know, do what they're doing there. They got little Danny lines that are growing up almost immediately. Instant results, gratification, right? So if you truly believe in something, you got to have that steadfastness that knowing that you're going to go out water that every day with no visual results. But then when that finally breaks ground, I think it's something like 50 or 75 feet. It grows in like five weeks. So now you are a tree in the amount of time that someone else could spend a lifetime making $20 an hour. So there's a huge risk and reward with that, but it's, again, it's believing in yourself enough for that to happen. Yes. Well, they, you know, I, I love that because, you know, I, I try to tell people all the time, I go, there's, there's risk and reward, but there's calculated risk with huge rewards. And if you're planning the right way, you make those seeds and those seeds get planted and then things just kind of blossom. And then the next thing you know, <clears throat> there's another tree and then another tree yeah. and another tree. And then you create these inner circle trees and these other trees start living off of some of the little as aspects of life of the other trees. And that's what's kind of like being part of the swipe it inner circle. And the swiper inner circle gives me the ability to let my clients not have to wait so long to find the right people for a lot of the things that they need in their business. And if they want to be successful, we've already done a lot of the work for them. And so we've already been struggling in those many years ago to do things and get new clients. And while they're still in that struggling phase and or need assistance, we could kind of push them in the right direction with the right resources. And that's why when our clients start working with us, they get not just swipe it, they get afford to care. They get, you know, organizations that are there to assist. I don't care what, what it is they're looking for. We typically have a great connection in there and we, we help them out. You know, we, we want to see people be successful in life. We yeah. can give people all the tools, but if they choose the wrong things, like if you're trying to cut a steak with a spoon and you're going to continuously uh, try to use that spoon to cut that steak, you're probably going to starve. And at the end of the day, use the right tools. And your tool at how you do things with Affordicare is way different. Talk to me about how your process at Affordicare is a little different. Well, let me just add, Kevin, that 
if you're, I've seen you cook steaks and I think you could cut that with a spoon just for the record. So I think, uh, Maybe. But, yeah, but for, for your average, your average uh, guy who's grilling, I, I agree. That's probably for some pretty tough steaks. So yeah, what we do here is kind of a, a much longer play. And a lot of it's, um, the, the word I use is being proactive versus reactive. And when it comes to uh, company plans, if you guys have guys who are listening that have a group health plan for your employees, a lot of times you'll see these like 10, 20, even 40% increases year after year. And of course it's not sustainable, but the method of how they issued that policy wasn't sustainable. So again, we're a national broker. We're using all the same big name companies that you've already heard of. So you're not changing the carriers, you're changing the process of how it's issued. And so a really good example to do that is that we're, um, or to equate it to is if you've ever bought car insurance or house insurance, there's some in information the insurance company is taking on based on, you know, if you've had five fires in the last five houses you've lived, the zip code you live in, you know, things like that, Mona Hale, things, you know. And so when it comes or with car insurance, right, if you have a bunch of DUIs and hit and runs and car accidents, you're going to have a higher rate than other people, right? And so with when it comes to health insurance, most groups are basically just taking the first rate that comes to them as just a blanket price. And what Okay, I'll take that. Yeah. And they're not yeah, they like to settle. People like to settle, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I'm so not a settler. You're not a settler. Right. And so what they're seeing is saying, here's my rate, let me take it. And they're not actually having the due diligence of actually having um an agency like us actually helping with the underwriting and actuarial help that we can do. And so not only it's our existing book of clients that we can get a better rate from that, but also on the ability to um, be again proactive in that initial policy. So we're not taking away people, we're not excluding anybody, we're not rating people because of the health, but we're giving the group credit where credit's due. And so traditionally most insurance is rating on the worst case scenario. And we're saying, well, if you're not 20 people ready to, you know, on your deathbed, you know, there's way, way better ways to issue it and, and underwrite it. So that's probably if I had to say it in one 30 second uh, elevator pitch, that'd probably be it. Awesome. Right. Listen, you know, this, this is why, you know, I love referring my clients to you because, you know, it's, it's a much, while it's a, people can have things simple in life or they can make things really difficult. And I find that the people that love to make things difficult, they, they do it. I don't know why they do it, but they do it and they then are unhappy. So if they find somebody that has already done all the research in the best way, it may take a little longer because I think like even our process was a few more weeks. There was a little going back and forth with how things work with myself, but it wasn't because of you. It was because of us. And, I, you know, obviously you kind of answered, we, we had to answer a bunch of questions. We had to go through a process and we knew that what we wanted, and then we had to, you know, go, okay, we wanted this or we wanted that. And it was easier to work with somebody that knew what the heck they were doing. I, I mean, I, I've found that I've worked with people in the past who will just, like you said earlier, give a blanket number. Okay, it's $5,000. And people go, okay, I guess that's what it is. You know, you can walk into Best Buy, and this may be Maybe they don't want to hear this, but there's not enough people listening anyways. I'm going to say it. But you can walk into Best Buy. You see the cost of a TV. Let's just say it's $500. Go, hey, do you think you could do something better for me on that? Just see what happens. 
I promise you, they're going to go, yeah, let's see what we can do. The problem is, is people settle so much. And when they settle, they're just following the leader. They don't realize that there are little secrets in life that they can actually stop settling for. I'm not the settler guy. I'm, I'm not necessarily a guy that's cheap either. I think there's ways to go about life being cost conscious and not being cheap. And when you're cost conscious and you have enough resources and ability to get better deals on things, it's because you just are in a position to go, hey, I wonder, can you do something a little better on that? There's nothing wrong with asking. They may just say, no, no, we can't do it. And I go, well, come on. <laughs> you can yeah. push them a little bit, right? Do you, do you actually pay retail for everything? What do you, or do you try to negotiate a little bit on stuff? Well, I think that the best buy analogy is really good because if you just took a little bit of extra due diligence, which again, most people don't, that's what they count on, right? If you went to, yeah. you know, three other department stores, yeah. they're going to see probably a different price on that. And it's, it's crazy that people are just kind of the first, all right, well, it's here, it's convenient, whatever. So again, like with us, it allows us to have the convenience of one place, but we've already shopped all those 12 stores for you and we've actually had right. a way better way to negotiate that stuff and so ultimately we're looking at the same price 40 percent off in almost every case that we're doing it and without sacrificing the trial the coverage or anything else and so yeah it's the experience that you have as well of the years that you've been doing it you know the way to do it not to do it and again i can burn my hand all day long in the stove or i can listen to you and say just tell me the best way to do it. Now it's done. So you get the convenience of that immediate gratification without having to actually, you know, get a PhD and, you know, all exactly. the other things you need. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, uh, it looks like uh, Jan was asking about, uh, you know, the watches there. Uh, he, he, he just, he said he, he started working for uh, Ray Kroc as well. He started his career. I don't know. Jan, did you actually work directly for Ray or, you know, did you just work like we did at some franchise? But anyways, that's a, a good question for him. But, you know, have you ever seen the movie um, where they created how the, how uh, the whole McDonald's thing started? I don't remember. It was on Netflix or Prime a few years ago. Have you ever seen that, Steven? Yeah, the line that everybody says, I'm in the, re the retail business or the real estate business, not the fast food business, right? And that yeah. was, uh, you know. Yeah, and I don't know if people know or not, but McDonald's is one of the world's largest landowners. Yeah, wild. And, and it is amazing. Their process was brilliant. And uh, Michael, what's his name that played? Uh, Michael Keaton played the somebody. And I don't remember which guy, but I got to go back and watch it. It was a good. It was a good movie. I recommend it highly. You know, but when but, it comes uh, to you know real estate location, it's the same reason that you can charge five or ten dollars for a water you know in a 18 t stadium and you could charge half a you know 10 cents or whatever for it at a you know 48 pack at kroger so it's all about the placement of where that is and i think that they've done a great job with it for sure yeah for sure you know when you go to the grocery store you talk about kroger or Publix or whatever store you're going to you know the stuff that they have at your eye levels, the most expensive placed items, the stuff way up high and down low, they've paid the least. So, you know, for me, it actually works out better for them because I'm much shorter than everybody. So I get to see the stuff. That, I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm working it baby. Yeah. And then anything up high, I usually look for somebody. I go, is there some tall person around here? You know, I'm usually well, climbing up. Zero, you can just throw the boxes up there and then have it kind of <laughs> knocked down like one of those crane games. So. 
I've gotten really good at being able to like just jump up and tap something and it kind of falls and I catch it. You know, I'm that crazy dude. And people are like, what's that guy doing over there? You know, I've never dropped or broken anything, thank goodness. But at the end of the day, I just, I want to get what I need, right? And if nobody's around to help me, I, how are you going to do it, right? Make it happen. You, you got to do, you got to improvise in life, right? And, you know, what was your improvisation? What was your, like, biggest hack you've ever figured out in your little insurance business there that you really remember that just went, boom, this is going to be huge? Um, I'd say it was a, a product that we actually um, helped kind of create or get the, the wings down. It was basically on the same kind of concept that we had where it was, you know, the better we can have information, knowledge to the insurance companies and better underwriting actuarial stuff that other people don't have access to is a huge competitive advantage, right? So it's this um, health management plan that we actually have a lot of information that we can actually take real results of actuarial knowledge of how the plans perform. Lots of really cool tax advantages and stuff doing that as well. But that's kind of been our, our secret sauce of not only standing out in the space where everyone else is, but also in the space where we're the only player in the market. And that's been a, probably their biggest, to your, your question, kind of the aha moment, I guess, where saying like, this is truly the, the track to run on and all the different things that that does. Yeah, no, that's good. You know, it, it, I've had uh, a few aha moments in, in my life. And, and one of those was getting rid of, you know, you know, tons of staff, you know, when you get rot, when you get rid of this whole area and you realize that the future isn't going to be that, and you're different from others doing that. I mean, it just was like light bulb, uh, you know, maybe a little more work for me nowadays, but it's way more profitable to get rid of those saboteurs. That's what I call them. I call them saboteurs. And those saboteurs, they needed to go because you never know what they're saying. Man, they you can have all these people in a boiler room and they're just talking smack. And they, you know, I remember we would hire people that were working for rival companies and i'd be like okay after you know six months i was like okay we can't do that anymore because they're just talking the smack that they talked at the other place it was no different to them and you know some people would say well don't you want to hire people with experience and I'd go absolutely not actually i'd rather train them and give them really good habits instead of poor habits that they have been going from job to job to job at so yeah. with your hiring practices, what do you do that would be different? Do you hire people that come from other companies? Not necessarily saying that's a bad thing, but do you hire people from other companies or do you like to hire brand new people that are green to train them and mold them and they could have your way of doing things? So that's a great question, Kevin. I, we've done both. It started out where it was taking the greenest people that didn't even have a license and that didn't even know how to spell insurance and teaching that. And again, there's a lot of good that comes from that because now you can form them to create kind of the perfect person. They're not bringing in bad cancerous habits from their places. Exactly. The same sense of it. Um, right now, what we're doing is we're, again, a lot of like what you're doing is we're partnering with a lot of big people that already know what they're doing. And so we're not necessarily needing to change them, um, bring them over and have them like, can you know, wear our hat, wear our shirt, wear our logo. We're able to just empower and find a way to work with so many different people, just again, like with you and payroll companies and staffing agencies and things like that, yeah. where it's the same end user that we're helping and we're helping them together. 
And so if there's a need that they have for four different things, you know, I think what you've done a great job with is kind of bringing in people that you have years and years of experience with to say, these are people I trust. And if you trust me, you can trust them and know that they exactly across the board. So there's a lot yeah. of risk that comes with that, but that's really where we've really been at now. So again, we have, um, you know, thousands of agents across the country, um, staff, employees, and rollers. And at the end of the day, it's a combination of it. But I think as long as you set a good example and you basically are the best mentor leader and you speak with the way that you want to be treated and it's what well, cliche thing but where this comes back to is so many different companies i worked for a huge driving force for me is to never allow anyone to feel the way that i felt and how you know we've seen companies treat other people so i think if you just again doing the right thing and doing the best thing long term it, it weeds itself out and you'll have you know the people that are meant to be there i love it looks like uh you know you're you're definitely using like what i call added value and i love added value principles because it, you're, you're not forcing people to do certain specific things you're just creating an extra value of why you would work with those people or bring them on board and then it becomes more of a community and a feeling of wow i'm really excited that i actually did that with those people so it reinforces a lot of relationships and that's relationships are everything for me. And, you know, if you've, if you've ever wanted to be part of the inner circle, you know, it's not a easy thing to do in my, in my world. I don't know about yours, but I could tell you that you bring in one bad apple and that cancer grows very quickly and it's easy to remove. I'm sorry. It's, well, it's easier to remove the negativity, but when the negativity comes in, that cancer grows so quickly that you could lose clients. You can lose a lot of different things in many different ways if you don't take control over it. And I've yeah. done that and got rid of um, negativity in my world. And, you know, it took a while. But at the end of the day, we've got to be helping people because people help people. And I love that's what you do in your company. And when I'm talking about people helping people, you do something very unique that I really enjoy uh, and I've been a part of myself. But you, you know, you fly out all around the country to different offices that you have and you take people out to dinner or you take them out to, and I mean, everybody takes people out for dinner and stuff, but you go an extra little step. You're taking people, maybe what is it driving? What is that you do like wherever you're going? Yeah. Well, the, the two things I guess I'll, I'll, I'll kind of say is the first thing is like any client of ours, is always gonna, we're gonna do everything possible, not only be a client back to them, but find somebody in our circle that can be a client. And so again, it's not just, basically every client that we get almost overnight is actually getting more revenue because of us than without us. And so that's, I think, a huge differentiator. And if you're looking to kind of separate yourself in the sales game, if your door pitch is saying, I potentially have money for you, by the way, I have something that you need, let's find a way to work together. And then if you're bringing that client so much business themselves, they're never going to leave you. And so I think that's a huge thing that you do a great job with too, Kevin. But yeah, I think the other part of it's, you know, celebrating the people that have made your life, your business, the way that it is. And so to take people that we enjoy with, that we're actually friends with and, you know, have a business relationship, you can ask for better things. So yeah, we'll, we'll rent out racetracks. We'll do 
crazy, like, you know, fun experiences that again, like they wouldn't normally do on a day-to-day -day basis, but because of, you know, the people across the country and different people, we have enough, uh, um, agents, people now that allow us to do some really cool things at some really big venues. And, um, it again, just, it makes it experience so much more worthwhile for everybody. Oh yeah. No. And listen, if you go to like a, a track with Steven, that dude, he's not just letting you in either. I mean, he's like, he's no, like, no he's going to beat your ass. I mean, he is definitely into having a good time with it too. You know, and, and I love that, you know, it's called genuine. And I love that you're very genuine about that. And, you know, listen, I love the fact that you took the opportunity to come on the Swipe It Show here on the Success Network. And uh, in fact, I introduced you one of our other great people on the success network. If you've ever heard of, you know, Jay Abraham and Jay Abraham is a marketing genius out there. Uh, we had Steven on a call with Jay a couple months ago and we're trying to work together on some different things, but Jay's an amazing marketing guy. And, you know, when we talk about marketing, I do some crazy stuff. If anybody's ever seen my commercial, me falling out of a plane and uh, doing my TV commercial, I've seen some of yours, Steven, and you've got some crazy commercials out there. What made you think about making the some of those crazy uh, commercials for Afford a Care? You know, well, and, and I think you may know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, because what me and you both do, to be honest, is really, really freaking boring. It's like banking, insurance. That's just super lame stuff, right? So yeah. how do you make it approachable? How do you make it have a face and a purpose and something to enjoy or whatever right and so i think what again what you guys do is, is awesome over there because it takes a boring concept and makes and gives it actual personality and i think if you can be as much of a person and take the sales part away take the, all the formalities out and just be who you are because you, everyone is gonna find a way to you know say something bad about you over your life right but if you don't yeah. change who you are and you have the people that are meant to be in your life be there i think it, it'll be a life worth lived and i think you're living it right now kevin yeah, no, no, you're you're living life better than me. I mean, you're getting ready to you got some special ticket, man. That is tell us a little bit about a special ticket you have and tell me what what that means to you, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so I think you're probably on the spot a little bit there. Yeah. It, so uh we got a, a couple of tickets to go to outer space probably the next year and a half, two years is when the actual um uh, event would happen, but we have a couple of different other places and a couple of seats. And so kind of the people that are going to be our, our biggest, um, either agents or, or clients, it's kind of a way that we can, you know, not just take them golfing, but actually take them outer space. And so that's, uh, that's one of those awesome. things where, you know, to look back, you know, even two, three years ago, it would have been kind of crazy to have that opportunity. But yeah, I mean, things have really gone good. And again, it's about celebrating. It's not doing things for you. It's about taking the people along with you. Um, literally out of this world, this world. It's, it's phenomenal. I, I think it's awesome. You know, I, I think it's going to become a lot more mainstream in the future. I think the technology is there and I think that we're just not, you know, right now it's a little expensive, right? Because, you know, not everybody's doing it. It's kind of like airfare, you know, it was yeah. a lot more expensive a long, long time ago, but now obviously more and more people now, unfortunately the airlines are kind of taking advantage of us a little bit because of, uh, you know, they needed to make a little bit more money during you know, COVID. They got to pay the government back. Who knows what they're doing? They probably got lines of credits that they were, you know, hurting with. But at the end of the day, you know, there's an opportunity to do this. And I think it's awesome that you're doing it. 
Uh, I don't know if I would do it. You know, I'm, I don't know. I, you know, it's like scuba diving. Yeah. I think well, no, when it's you like go skydiving, you're just there. Just you're going a little bit higher. Other than that. Yeah. Exactly. Well, scuba diving, they say is just like being in outer space. So I'm, I'm good with going scuba diving. You know, you just kind of like, you know, and you're just, you know, you got your buoyancy just right, yeah. you know, and, and it's awesome. That's why astronauts train in the, in the water, right? Cause it's, you know, buoyancy control. Yeah. So, you know, but you know, I don't have a jet pack on my, uh, you know, you know, while I'm under the water trying to catch turtles and sharks or fish, you know, but well, I, well, I think yeah. next time let's do it. Let's go scuba diving in a couple, couple months. All right. We got to do it. I love Cozumel place and I'll, I'll bring the, the gear. There we go. I got my own. I'm good there. I just got to right. get it re uh, looked at and everything, but you know, listen, you're uh, definitely one of those guys that I love to refer to people. I appreciate you coming on the swipe it show here on the success network. We're going to, uh, is there, before we uh, head out, where would someone go to contact you if they wanted to find out more about your organization? So on the uh, website, forticareinsurance.com, on the bottom has a contact tab. It has all their different locations that you can, uh, depending on wherever you're listening, you can uh, get a hold of them. And um, yeah, whether it's just a, a quote for yourself, for your business, for your family. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll have somebody there for you. And Kevin, I really appreciate you having me. And, and this has been great. You're, I'm glad that we were able to get you back in the, uh, the groove. And I hope this turns out to be a great thing with, with Marshall. Yeah, no, thank you, thank you, thank you. Of course, uh, you know, Stephen's very humble. He's he's helping others and doing a lot of things. He doesn't talk about those things, but we appreciate all that you're doing to help others. But what's important is is that we have people like you out on on the on the earth today and keep up what you're doing. You know, this is the Swipe It Show. And of course, it's right here on the Success Network. We appreciate you, Stephen, at Afford Care. And you know, Ryan, it's time for us to close this down today. If you liked the show today, please click the like button. If you want to share it, please share it. If you want to get a hold of me at the Swipe It headquarters, uh, you can go to swypit.com. Check us out. But of course, thank you so much for being on today's show. And of course, remember to do what you want when you want.